a few more weeks until we're back at the Artichoke Music Cafe, the podcast which goes up on August 19 with Reggie Houston, fresh from New Orleans, will mark our return home to Artichoke. The 19th also marks the start of the three-day Mata Villa Jazz Festival, and as we always do, joining me electronically this time to talk about the full lineup as one of its curators, specifically program director, guitarist-composer Ryan Marr. Ryan and I are also big baseball fans, but we'll save that until I shut off the recorder. Montevilla exists on its own, but is greatly influenced in subjects and aims of the Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble. Therefore, here is the non-baseball part of my conversation with Ryan Marr. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, man. Nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been since last year when we did this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. most likely. Well, it's always... I saw you at the Cathedral Park Jazz Festival looking good. I know. I didn't see you, though. I wish I had. wish I had. (laughs) That was a very very well-curated festival, it was. Yeah, they did a great job this year. I was I was tucked away back there in the the PJCE tent. Uh, um, enjoyed the festival from there. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I couldn't get around too well, so I, I mm-hmm. uh, stayed stayed around backstage. But that's okay. But uh, so once again, it's uh, time for the Montevilla Jazz Festival. Oh boy. Yep, this is our ninth year in a row. Can you believe it? Uh, is no, yeah, I can believe it. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's a hell of a festival. Always has been. Uh, well, we certainly try. Uh huh. And it's going to be in the same place this year. Well, yeah, it is. It's in the same place that's been for uh, eight years now. You know, that first year was in that other building with <laughs> no air conditioning. <laughs> the first year was an adventure. Oh, I remember uh, that. But yeah, I, I see a bunch of those. That was that was that was real. <laughs> It was insane. Yeah, I probably lost about twelve pounds in sweat that first Yeah, year. yeah. Um, and, and that was that was actually before it got one hundred and sixteen degrees in the summertime. Right. Yeah. Before the before time. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this year it's it's in the same spot as it was the last eight years, but we've also expanded this year. So um, uh-huh. on Friday we're going to be at Alberta Rose Theater. Nice. And the 1905, and Saturday night, there's a 1905 mm-hmm. set, and our student stage is in two different places this year. So. Ah, okay. Well, let's just run down the festival and uh, and and, uh, and see who are, who's going to be here this year. Um, okay. So the uh, then now the student the student stage is 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 all three days, right? Yes. In the mm-hmm. same place. Um, it's in Vino Veritas. Uh, okay. It's a wine bar on Stark mm-hmm. Street in Montevilla. Mm-hmm. Um, they've mm-hmm. been having like jazz duos and trios for uh, a few years now, and so. Um, but I mean, on Sunday we also have a student stage in a different place, um, mm-hmm. as well as Vino Veritas. So four two four total student uh, stage appearances. Um, but uh, yeah, so Vino Veritas um, at six p.m. Um, we'll have a student trio there, and I believe on Friday night we're having the Alan Jones Academy of Music. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've been a partner with us since the beginning, so yeah, sure. Um, that was an act of service. So, who, who, who did you do you curate the student stage? Uh, uh, I don't. 
curate uh, anything on my own. Um, we okay. have a, a programming committee of sorts that mm-hmm. I lead. Um, I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, so, yeah, all of the programming decisions are not like a unilateral dictatorial mm-hmm. thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it and we run up, um, you know, fire board and stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I had a hand in um picking out all of these things that we're going to talk about today. Well, what do you look for at the student stage? When, when, this when year you... in particular, we were looking for professionalism. Like we wanted, like, you know, kind of like polished, gig-ready mm-hmm. students this mm-hmm. year. Um, because Vino Veritas is, you know, they've been a community partner with us for years. And they have a normal music thing. I mean, I just played there this week with Tim Wilcox. Um, you know, so we didn't want to have something that you know they wouldn't normally have in terms of like you know quality and professionalism that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so you know we were looking for students that are kind of like ready for the gig aha that's good is this like a step up is is this like being being called up from the minors uh (laughs) maybe for a cup of coffee yeah uh i mean I mean, yeah, it's the same gig that I did this week. Uh, so, I mean, it's a gig and it pays, and it's at a place that has music and people are expecting a certain sort of thing. So, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like playing for the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what is the heroine's journey? That's at the Alberta Rose. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited about that one. I mean, I'm going to say I'm excited about every one of them because I am, but... The Heroine's Journey, um, that is a mashup um, from the PJCE of um, Marilyn Keller's My Dreams, My Journey Mm -hmm. project that she did with Daryl Grant um, as part of the PJCE uh, live series project. That Mm -hmm. was something that kind of came out of the pandemic. Like, we needed to do something. What do we do? And Douglas came up with a live EP series. Um, so it's uh, a small group project that Daryl Grant and Marilyn Keller worked on, and it's going to be reimagined for the whole PJCE. Um, there's more tunes, there's more horns, you know, um, and Douglas mm-hmm. Dietrich did the arrangements for the Marilyn Keller section. So that's the journey part of the heroine's journey. Mm-hmm. Is my dream is my journey with Marin Keller, and the other side of that is Rebecca Sanborn, um, with uh, I believe the, the title of her thing I think was the heroine. Um, mm-hmm. it, it might have more. I'm sorry if I forget. Um, but so that the heroine's journey is a mashup of Rebecca Sanborn's project and Marilyn Keller's project because they're both performing with the PJCE with their new songs that are reimagined for. A larger group. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, two just like amazing songstresses in Portland, yeah. and yeah. and two very different ones too. But just like oh sure, you know, incredible, incredible yeah. talent, yeah. and yeah. it's going to be a really, really great show. Uh, is uh, Rebecca? Will she be playing at keys also? No, um, she really? won't. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Is playing piano. Yeah, she's just kind of farmed out the piano part, you know, just to focus on the singing aspect of it. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it's a really great band. Um, 
for you know both halves of the set. But it's basically the same band except for Daryl's playing piano with Marilyn, and Machado is uh, playing drums with Marilyn, and um, Jai, Rebecca's husband, is playing drums with yeah. Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had them in. Uh, we had them on the podcast on on a video episode of the podcast just just before the the pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, we, they they performed uh, at the at the uh, uh, Artichoke Music Cafe, and we it was it, oh, was, yeah. it, it was video. It was really nice. It was really really nice. And okay, that sounds great. Sounds like a great show. Um, yeah. What else on Friday? Uh, George Colligan with Jazz Millennium uh, at nineteen oh five. So that's a late night set. I think it starts at 11:30. Wow. Um, and uh, jazz, his jazz Millennium project is cool. Um, he is uh, playing with younger cats. Some of them, many of them, have been students. Uh, people like uh, Noah Simpson and mm-hmm. Nicole McCabe and Wes Georgiev. Um, so yeah, it's it's like a. I think Anna Meyer is also um, <clears throat> singing with him. Um, so yeah, it's like. George kind of playing with uh, a younger generation, and George has been a part of the festival since day one. Sure, so we have to have him involved. You know That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Same well, thing with the PJCE and AJAM. You know, like so the first day you're getting people that we've been working with for nine years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know George always likes to to play with 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 uh, younger players. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's part of his thing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that about George uh, as a, a jazz educator myself. You know, involving your students and kind of like you know mentoring and shepherding them into mm-hmm. becoming their own thing. It, mm-hmm. It's an important part of the tradition. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that from yeah. George, and uh, I've learned a lot from him. Uh, will, with regards to will, will George be playing a piano at that gig? Do you know? No, he's playing drums on that set. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we come to Saturday. What is the mm-hmm. Tunnel Six Columbia River Suite? That's another cool one. Um, Tunnel Six is half Canada, half Portland, um, hmm. and it was formed with you know uh, Andrew Oliver, the uh, you know the PJCE's founding director and yeah. um, great piano player. Plays a bunch of different instruments, and he's back in town now. He's finishing up his master's. Oh, I know. We had we we had him on the podcast yeah. just before he moved back. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's back and on the scene, and um, he hit us up about this Tunnel Six, six project that involves spoken word and storytelling, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about the Columbia River, and uh, because Tunnel Six is half Canadian, half Portland. Uh, the mm-hmm. Columbia River makes a lot of sense since it starts in Canada and ends, you know, travels through Portland and yeah. on its way out to the sea. So, yeah. Now, is, is that, what what kind of uh, material is that? Because, you know, we know that Andrew's been playing um, traditional New Orleans jazz for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is more mm-hmm. uh, chamber jazz, I think, is a decent uh, mm-hmm. label for the style of this music. Um, so it's more modern with like hints of classical music and kind of something similar to what Andrew was doing with the PJCE before he left. Yeah. So if you go back to an album like The Sister Cities, mm-hmm. Ocular Concern, mm-hmm. um that album is sort of similar to maybe some of the stuff you would hear from Tunnel Six. 
That's exciting because, you know, I mean, as much as I love hearing his his traditional uh, uh, New Orleans jazz uh, material, I mean, I, I've missed mm-hmm. hearing, uh, you know, the other, the other side, you know, people who... Who were around before he moved to to England? Uh, remember how great that stuff was, and it just will be really interesting to hear him to hear what he has to say this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a really great musician, just in general. Yeah. Okay, and then, and at five we have. Go on. A deep snare. Edith Schneer. I didn't say that because I wasn't exactly didn't, didn't exactly know how to how to pronounce it. And each Schneer right. and, yeah. and and what? Mondoro, Mondoro. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. M H M H O N D O R O. You got Edith Schneer and Mondoro. Yeah, yeah um, I'm just now realizing that those are like three words that are not maybe the easiest to say for people that are uninitiated. Um, <laughs> Every year in the organization, we sort of have like a little pronunciation guide. And trust me, I'm sensitive to it with my last name. No one ever says my last name correctly. So. Well, that's, 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 that's my history, too, because of the apostrophe. And, and, and nobody ever got it right on, until uh, the basketball coach came along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine a lot of people said like D and Tony. That's, uh, that, that, that's what I got my whole yeah. life, too. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So tell, tell, tell me about those, uh, those, those people. Yeah, this is another really inspiring set, um, and uh, hopefully, you know, listeners are sort of getting a flavor of there's a lot of different types of things that you're going to hear at Montville Jazz Festival this year, mm-hmm. um, and this one is certainly no exception. Um, Adich Nair is a really great saxophone player that is based in Eugene. She teaches at UVO, and um, she's, uh, I don't know if it's even a I was going to say she's primarily a classical saxophone player, but I don't think that's even true necessarily. I mean, she plays jazz equally as well as classical. Um, but mm-hmm. um, she's got a Eugene-based band, and this band, Mondoro, um, they have a new record out on Origin that everyone should check out. But mm-hmm. um, it was spawned during the pandemic, and um, one of her neighbors was playing like traditional Zimbabwean music. Huh. And uh, she was like, you know, poked her head over the fence and listened. And then she eventually like got to like sit in the backyard and listen while they played. And then she eventually sat in, and uh, and from there it it spawned a whole musical project. And it um, Montevideo Jazz had a lot to do with the genesis of this project. So um, we're really proud that she put a record out and that they're playing. The festival, like in its entirety, not just, um, not uh, I mean, not just uh, that's the wrong thing to say, but like last year, uh, the, our film project had Adich Nair and Mondoro as mm-hmm. one of the key artists. So this is like one that was just one tune though, and this is going to be like an entire set representing the record and stuff. So nice, nice. saxophone and drums and bass and piano and. Also, uh, percussion, you know, and there's like a traditional Zimbabwean flair to the jazz. Nice. Where is she from? Uh, she grew up in Israel, but she actually lives in Eugene. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, and then uh, the evening, uh, the, the nighttime sets are uh, look uh, pretty powerful. Tell, tell me about what, what is what is Rich Holly going to do? <clears throat> Rich Holly, yeah, another one I'm super excited about. I, I I fought pretty hard in those programming meetings for this one. Um, <laughs> Rich Holly, uh, again, been a huge friend of the festival since year one. He played year one right after me on Saturday night. And um, mm. I think this is maybe his fourth time playing the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a bad average every two years or so. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> this year he's playing with the Matthew Ship Trio. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's a special thing. Um, Matthew Ship Trio is pretty big name for avant-garde jazz. Yeah. Um, and we're flying them out from New York City. And um, this isn't like, a, you know, it's a pretty organic thing, I would say, because they have already done playing together and they have a record, at least one record out. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is like a, kind of like an all-star avant-garde set. And that's one thing we love to do at Montevilla Jazz is kind of push the envelope. So mm-hmm. um, our Saturday night headliner is going to be something that is not for the faint of heart. Oh, Rich is never for the faint of heart. That's that's for, that's damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And and then and, and then Barra Brown after that, at the nineteen oh five. Yeah, Barra. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Nineteen or nineteen oh five set that night. Uh, yeah. Barra Brown quintet. Someone that you know I've known since I moved to Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, writes really great music and is going to have really great bands playing 1905 and um his music is cool because it it's like modern aesthetics but it also there's oftentimes like a singable element to his tunes Mm -hmm. it's not modern and not catchy like it um uh you can it's it's easy for someone that is uninitiated or not the most like jazz knowledgeable to enjoy his music i would say but at the mm-hmm. same time it's also really high level so nice, nice. yeah very yeah. good very good okay and then everybody has to has to sleep fast <laughs> that's, 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 what yeah. buck, that's what buck show walter always said uh, yeah <laughs> sleep day, day game after a night game and mm-hmm. uh uh and then so sunday uh who who is james powers James Powers is a younger trombone player. Um, mm-hmm. He's been around the scene for quite a while, um, but really starting to emerge as his own voice, a singular voice. Um, he recently put out a trio record on PJCE Records, the mm-hmm. JP3, and um, this is not that. This is uh, we sort of asked him to think big because uh, I approached him and I was like, if you were going to play Montevideo Jazz festival what's something that you would do you know knowing what we're all about and stuff so he really knocked it out of the park with his concept and uh it's one again i'm saying at every step but we're really excited about it um because he thought bigger he's taking compositions that he has already written and also new compositions and like just exploding them into a bigger concept so the band is a large ensemble um, with like 
I don't even know how to describe the concept, but it's just, he's just thinking a lot bigger mm-hmm. in terms of like scope. Um, so it's a large band with lots of power <laughs> behind it. Wow. Um, so some people in this, I mean, there's trumpet and French horn and trombone and tuba. Wow. Um, saxophones, clarinet, Reed Wallsmith is playing flute. Oh, wow. Um, bass, clarinet, keyboards, guitar, two drummers. Ooh. So, yeah, it's that, it's that kind of vibe. It's like it's going to be a lot that's coming at you, and yeah. that's exactly what we were hoping for. That's great. Man, oh, man. Why? And then Noah uh-huh. Simpson. Yeah, Noah Simpson's doing something similar too, but it's a smaller scope. It's, it's a quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, quartet was really killing players. West Georgia on keyboards, and Garrett Baxter on bass, and Ken and Mastro Giovanni on drums. Mm-hmm. And um, he wrote new music specifically for this festival, which we love. That's like what we're all about. Um, and he has been inspired recently by current events. Um, and he told me like, he's intentionally kind of keeping that vague. I think it's kind of like pulling the curtain off um, mm-hmm. at the festival. Um, and he also has been, he worked on some of this music recently. He was like inspired. He, he taught at the Stanford jazz workshop, which is super impressive. Yeah. And um, he was working with uh, Dana Stevens and Bycliffe Gordon there on some of this stuff. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, man. Boy. And so, and so Carrie Politzer's wrapping up the festival. Yeah, she's our headliner this year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. More. It's just really great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really great. I mean, I work with her frequently. We teach together at University of Portland, and mm-hmm. um, we do other things and stuff. And I just always kind of feel like she deserves lighter recognition. In, in oh, this absolutely! Town. Yeah. You know what else she doesn't get recognized for? And she she wrote several pieces for us, and it was part oh. of it was part of a school assignment. Was that, but that that was okay. But 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 she's a terrific writer. I mean, I, she's I, I, absolutely a terrific writer. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, she's also a very knowledgeable foodie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no shortage of talent in that family, right? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, I think it's um, great that she's headlining. I think it's really good. I mean, she's—I—I I totally agree with you. That there's somebody who who needs more, you know, who needs a, a wider recognition. I'm glad you. I'm really glad you're giving it to her. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's something that we believe strongly in is creating new opportunities in the community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we see someone that we feel like needs wider recognition, I mean, that's a perfect spot for us to, like, plaster them all over town, you know. Yeah, and she's got a quintet, uh, huh? Yeah, the quintet, and uh, she's... Uh, she, well, so she has a new album coming out on TJCE Records, mm-hmm. um, and it's all new music because that's what TJCE Records is all about. And right. Uh, so it was like kind of like a, a marriage made in heaven here um, with uh, this new album showcasing like what's coming out. And it's a quintet record with really great music. And um, the trumpet player that's on the recording, Thomas Barber, he's not available because he's touring with Pink Martini. So, uh-huh. we, you know, she's headlining. We were like, well, think big. Who do you want? And um, she went to longtime family friend Alex Norris, 
trumpet mm-hmm. player extraordinaire, mm-hmm. and he was available. So um, Alex Norris is flying in from New York City for this. Nice. Um, and nice. he's a yeah, he's a great guy, great trumpet player. I met him briefly uh, working with Portland State and um, their summer jazz camp, the Shed. Um, and he's a like a childhood friend of George Colligan's, who's uh-huh. playing drums on Carrie's set. Um, they grew up oh. together in Columbia, Maryland. Uh-huh. But Alex is like, I mean, there's really not any better trumpet players in the world. Again, maybe not the most like notable uh, mm-hmm. or the most famous, but mm-hmm. there's there's no one better than him. I mean, oh. he's as strong on trumpet as Sean Jones or Jeez. I don't know Ralph Alessi or something. You know, mm-hmm. like different styles maybe, but like as far as ability, there's yeah. You would want him hitting third in your lineup, Tom. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so when is when is uh, when is her album coming out? It's coming out in October. <clears throat> Sorry, October. Okay, well, we'll definitely have her on a podcast to talk about that. I'm Absolutely, look, yeah. Looking, looking forward to that a great deal. And that one will be a physical release, so I'll I'll make sure you get a, a copy of that one. Awesome, awesome. You have something new coming out, don't you? I do. Yeah, I've got uh, a new album coming out. I'm not sure it's going to be a CD, but maybe it will be. But yeah, it's, it's um, intertwined with visual art that was drawn by Tina Granzo. Um, mm-hmm. And we did some of that last year at Montville Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. And the album is done. It's been a very long process, but yeah, the album is mm-hmm. done. The artwork's done. So now I just need to put it out. How are you going to do that? Good question. I don't know the answer yet. <laughs> okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but music and art married together somewhere, maybe the internet, maybe in a book, something. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's. Uh, uh, I, I I always love doing that. I mean, um, I, I many times I've I've uh, read stuff that I've written with with musical accompaniment. I love to do that. Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, music and art and, and spoken word and whatever, they all go together very really well. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, what what what's the nature of the music on your on your album? Is is is, are you, is it a continuation of things you've been doing, or is, what is it? It's centered around um, a quartet uh, with Tim Wilcox on mm-hmm. saxophones, mm-hmm. And Charlie Dollar on drums, and Andrew Jones on bass. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay Diverson sat in on piano and keyboards on a couple tracks mm-hmm. um, because he was the recording engineer and he was there and we're friends and he's a great musician. So I was like, Hey, you should play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was kind of cool. Um, and uh, it's, it was all new music. So the, the process worked like this, like me and Tina and Tim and uh, another artist got together and we talked about like some themes that could be the start of tunes. Um, and we were talking about, like, I really love Tina's artwork and like it, it, it showed like uh, there was a lack of people like her. It was kind of like landscapes where people might have been, but there was never any people in it. Wow. And I thought that was interesting. And then it was also kind of like sardonic or it sort of looked like, maybe uh, Dr. Seuss artwork, but black and white, and then also just like kind of like acerbic or like, uh-huh. you know, kind of uh, quirky, you know, and, 
so we started to like think of themes that we wanted to like talk about and you know climate change was in there and lots of other things but we wanted to make it vague like it's intentionally vague um <laughs> so nothing is real clear cut like this is obviously this thing but um so we started thinking of themes and then she made one drawing that I was calling like a seed drawing for each theme. So there were like nine drawings. And then for each drawing, I would write a tune and then we recorded the music and played the music and that stuff. And she would be there for rehearsals and stuff. And then, so each tune eventually not only got the seed drawing, but I got like three or four more drawings, if mm -hmm. not more for, in some cases. So it was sort of like a back and forth process between the art and the music and, mm -hmm. um, the music sort of sounds maybe like uh, rock jazz at some points uh -huh. and also classical music at some points. So uh -huh. Uh -huh. Kind of all over the place. Wow. I remember Rob Sheps used to do that, but it, he not, it was a different thing. It was, it was just, it was related because uh, they would, his band would improvise while the artist is act was actually painting. Oh yeah. Yeah. On stage, yeah. you know, that's, that's always interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done some of that myself too. Yeah. yeah, and I, I have this DVD um, of Nels Klein doing that with a painter as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Good. Cool concept. All right. Well, so, well, you know, uh, let us know when uh, when that's coming out, and we'll do something on that one too. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. Listen, uh, thanks for I mean, let's good luck on the festival this year. I hope you do really well. I hope you know, people show up for it, and uh, I know the music will be great. You know. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's that's for sure. I'm, I'm proud of this one. I mean, I'm proud of all of them, of course, right? Like, you should but, be. Yeah, this one, it's it's got everything that we look for. It's got a diversity in terms of um, certainly the you know the artists and representation, but also in terms of aesthetic, you know. And but it it always it's doing what we always do, which is very high level artistry and uh, thinking forward but also you know maintaining the tradition um and it's original compositions that's like that's our thing so yep always has been and, uh, and hopefully always will be you do guys do a great yeah. job congratulations well thank you i yeah. appreciate that yeah all right well thanks for your time really appreciate it and uh um this will be up this week on thursday and uh, as we like to do at the end of all of these we like to say, that's entertainment. <laughs>